Reading the Word of God is important to the growth of every Christian. Today we talk with Hannah Salisbury, founder of Bibles in Schools, about how we can make Bibles more accessible to schools in public libraries. Well, folks, welcome to the Noble Man Podcast. I am super excited to have a guest, Hannah Salisbury, who I met just recently. Actually, she had been to our church, I think, last year, and I met her then. But, man, she was here recently, caught my attention because she started a ministry called Bibles in Schools. And I think you're going to be encouraged and blessed and really excited about what the Lord has done in her and through her. So, Hannah Salisbury, welcome to the Nobleman Podcast. Hi, thank you for having me on today. It's so much fun. Now, um, give us some background. I know a little bit of your story. The, our listeners don't. So tell us about your background. Where did you come from? How did you get to where you are? And, and then we'll get into the story of um, Bibles in Schools. Yes. Yeah, so um, my name is Hannah, and uh, I was a teacher for eight years. I grew up in Chesterfield, Virginia. And went to Liberty University. And then um, after teaching, it led me into Bibles and schools. What grade level were you teaching when you taught for eight years? I was a special education teacher in an elementary school. So I, I taught all different grades in elementary. Okay. So you, now were you um, a, a teacher who did like inclusion stuff? So were you going into other classrooms helping students that came out for independent learning and that sort of thing? Or was it a mix of stuff? It was both. I went into a class and then sometimes I brought students out to a small group. Mostly I taught with reading and writing and math. All right. So uh, then you started eight years into your teaching. So you, you weren't even doing this that long, but you saw a need and launched this ministry ultimately called Bibles in School. Now, I have heard that story, but share it with our listeners about what you saw, what you observed, and um, how this whole movement, because really it's bigger than a ministry now, it's a movement, um, how this whole thing got started as God got a hold of it and, and moved it beyond you. Yes, yeah, so uh, 2016, I actually spent the summer in Africa, and it, it changed my life. I came back uh, to teaching and basically was like, God, I want to do whatever you want for my life. But really, I wanted to go back to Africa and live and serve <laughs> there. <laughs> but, you know, God always has other plans for us. And um, it just was pretty evident that I was supposed to stay here and continue teaching. So in 2018, I kind of, um, it was in uh, February, I was just like thinking to myself, God, what are you doing with my life? You know, I'm not in Africa. It's two years later. I'm here. I need your help to be present where I am. And so I decided that I would get to school early every morning and I would start prayer walking around the school. Wow. And as I would pass every window, I would pray for my coworkers by name that they would come to know who God was if they didn't know him. And um, one particular day, I usually always had music playing while I was praying. And the song, Holy Spirit, um, come flood this place, this atmosphere, it was playing. And so I basically prayed those lyrics and prayed that Jesus's name would just be mentioned all in the classrooms and hallways of our public school. And you, you know, we didn't hear God's name mentioned all the time in school. So it was a big prayer. And I, I really was praying that. Not appropriately anyway, for sure. <laughs> right, right. That's right. <laughs> right. It wasn't like we were hearing people talk all about God and tell people about God in a good way. And so, um, 
a couple months later, as I was teaching, like you said, I, I was teaching a small group and uh, one of my second grade students who doesn't even really like reading was so excited to read this old King James Version Bible. And he was reading the definitions of heaven, hell and God at the beginning. And he said he wanted to know more. And I kind of just thought to myself, oh my God, this child is excited about reading. <laughs> He's excited about reading a Bible that is not on his reading level. What if we had a Bible that had pictures in it and was easier to read? So I went to the store, got the Action Storybook Bible and donated it to our library and she accepted it. And I thought, well, that was easy. We might as well just keep going with this. <laughs> wow. So the 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 librarian did not balk at that at all for you to offer to place a Bible in the school library? No, actually, she put it on the shelf right away. Um, but you know who did talk about uh, a little resistance? This was at the very beginning. The first student who checked it out, because I told that my same student, I said, hey, you should go check out the Action Storybook Bible when it got placed on the shelf. And my other student, who always gets into trouble, he said, I want to check it out. And so that student was like, well, you go ahead, you check it out because you need it more than I do. <laughs> So he checked it out, told his um, told his classmates, his teacher, and then went home and told his mom all about God. And actually, the next day, the mom came to me and was complaining. But I let her know, you know, the Bibles are legal to have in our library. And it was his choice to check it out. Right. So that's you. How did you have to go through or did you have to go through a process to make sure that you understood what the rules were regarding that? Because um you know, we, we hear all kinds of things. Are we getting to a place where you couldn't even have the Bible in a public school library? Have you gotten pushback in other places for that? Or what, what has that kind of felt like? Yes. You know, that's what is so cool is because during this whole process, as I've learned the rights as a teacher, when I start learning the rights of, as a teacher and the rights of students, I was more apt to use my rights. So when I learned that the Bible is legal to have in our library, just like we already had a Bible in our library, I knew that we had to keep going with this because there's just so many schools that don't have Bibles. Yes, we get lots of pushback. And, and the main reason we get pushback is because people don't know our rights. People don't realize that we can have the Bible on our school library shelves. Yeah, my first five years uh, after college, I was a public school teacher up in Northern Virginia. And then for three years after that, I was a um, high school assistant principal. And so was able to start Fellowship Christian Athletes groups in two different schools in the same county because I did it as a teacher in my first school. And then when I got to the other uh, end of the county as an administrator, some parents knew that I was involved in FCA. And so they said, hey, can you help us get one launched here? And it was critical to understand, hey, these these are the rules. These are your rights. These are the students' rights. And that gave us the information and the posture that we needed to move forward with launching those groups. So I'm so pleased to hear you say that. And I, I, I think it's important for us to encourage our listeners. Folks, sometimes we panic because of what we hear uh, people saying about how things are happening and what's going on and what the limits are. But the truth often is different than what you're hearing in the media. So I, I love that Hannah said, once I understood what my rights were and what the rules were, then I could play to that 
those boundaries. And so that has given you tremendous opportunity and posture to be able to do this. Is that correct? Right, right. And once you see a need, like I couldn't ignore this need that, wow, our school libraries don't even have Bibles in them. And why not? We got to do something about this. Yeah. So so you've said a couple of times and it kind of took off. And so what does it kind of took off? There's a, there's a lot in that it kind of took off because this is really, it's a national ministry now. You've got huge influence. So what, what does that look like now? So 2019 is when we launched the nonprofit Bibles in Schools, and that was in March. And in September, the 700 Club did an interview um, with me and, and another teacher and some students. And once they aired that interview, that helped to spread the word across the United States. And that's what really helped our movement to spread and for us to get into different states and different schools and to get the support that we needed. And they actually aired it multiple times. And I asked them specifically, I said, do y'all normally air this multiple times? And they said, no, that must, that must be God that it's playing this much because every time they would play it, it would reach more people. So it helped us spread it even more. Wow. So you started off in Chesterfield County. It sounds like at one school. Give us some sense of what happened to get you to the point where the 700 Club picked this up. So I donated to our school. It worked. So I said, we might as well try to donate to all the elementary schools in Chesterfield County. So I got friends and family and people connected with different schools. And we started contacting those schools, um, shipping the Bibles to the librarians, Then there was this couple in a surrounding county in Hanover County that said, we're going to try to do it in our county. And so I started to see God work. I didn't even ask them. They just said, we're going to start it in our county. So I was like, this is God. He keeps moving this. Then it just was a ripple effect, really. And, you know, the, the, the thing is, is that if you talk to a lot of people, people want the Bible in our schools. And so this is a way that we can have the Bible in our schools legally. You know, then the 700 Club helped to expand, and then we we um, took our same method, spread it to other counties, other states. So what is the scope of Bibles in schools now? Is Has every state, or how many states have uh, you found someone to become a champion in that state to help you get Bibles in schools? So we've donated to schools in 48 states. We need uh, Massachusetts and Rhode Island. You know, we've donated to to schools in all the other 48 states, but there are so many more schools to go. We've just touched a little part of them. So let me let me turn this just a little bit because obviously Noble Warriors is a men's ministry. It's it's my understanding, my expectation sometimes that there are things like this that might appeal on the surface more to the women in the audience, the ladies who are listening, the moms, and and you even mentioned the grandmas being huge advocates of getting the Bibles in the school. So you, you get probably more traction with women than you do with men. But I just want to say to guys, this is something we should really get behind. It's entrepreneurial. It's risk tolerant. It's, I mean, it's, it's really cool to do this sort of thing. So Hannah, speak to the guys who might be listening about how they could get involved in helping you get books in schools across the country. Well, you know, that made me think of a a nurse in Florida. He contacted us and he said, you know what? I have my own kids 
go to the public schools and I want to make sure that they have Bibles in their schools so that they can share with their friends. And so he ended up helping us contact that whole district. And we got about, I think it was about 20 schools in his district because of him, you know, helping to just contact the district library and we kind of walk them through that. So we need people just to go. You have a connection with the school. We need you just to go out there and, and get these Bibles in. It's important. And um, we know the kids are checking them out. You know, we do. I do hear stories of boys checking these Bibles out because they're kind of like a graphic novels are really popular right now. And that's what these Bibles resemble. It has a lot of pictures, easier to read, and it just grabs their attentions. I think about my friend who taught in Pennsylvania or teaches in Pennsylvania, but she used to teach in a class and all her her students got kicked out of the other schools. So in her class was the roughest of the rough kids. And one of her students doesn't like to read, but he was reading the Action Storybook Bible. And when he was reading about Samson, he just related to him about, you know, being strong. And he was so excited to tell his teacher all about this about Samson. One day she noticed that he was carrying the Bible underneath his jacket. He was trying to steal the Bible and take it home. Like this Bible is drawing the students to, to reading the word of God. And then they're talking about it in school. So it's just the perfect way to get God's name proclaimed in the schools. That is straight up awesome. All right, so let me let me back the truck up and hit a couple of things that caught my attention to what you're saying here. I love the fact that this nurse, I think you said in Florida, said that he would like for his kids to be able to tell other kids about the Bible in their school. This is a way for us to encourage the children of believers in the schools to say, hey, go check out this Bible, show it to your friends, share it with someone else. So you can create some some little missionary actions there in the school when they know that there's a resource that would appeal to their friends. Yes, yes, because, you know, other kids see it and then they want to check it out. Um, a, a librarian in Oregon told us she had a waiting list of 15 students wanting to check out the Action Bible. And that was in the first two weeks I was on their shelf. So you start getting our our own Christian students saying, hey, go check out the Bible so that your friends will want to check it out. Because, you know, kids start seeing stuff and it starts gaining traction and then more people want to check it out. Absolutely. Now, you've also told several stories about little boys. And so, again, from a men's ministry perspective, I, I just want to ask you to speak to this, but I want our audience to hear doing this for the sake of little boys and exposing them to the gospel and encouraging them to read and for them to be able to say, I'm reading the Bible. Man, you are turning on switches in their lives that God can use. They're, it's opening up circuits and doing things in their lives that are going to have amazing impact. So any other stories about little boys' involvement here? Or you mentioned some other guys because you guys are putting these in uh, juvenile detention homes. Talk about little boys or, or young men's engagement with the Bibles when you get a chance to place them. So I always go back to the mission, and um, I love that phrase, do for one what you wish you could do for everyone. My one student didn't like to read, 
but he was reading the Bible and then he got so excited to read the Bible. And that same student who this all started with, when he got to fifth grade, I asked permission from his parents if I could give him the, his own copy of the Action Bible. And later I connected with the parents and I said, how did he like reading the Action Bible? And they said that he had almost read the whole Bible. And that's a student who doesn't like to read. And so why do we do this? Well, we do this mainly because of him. You know, I want every student to have an opportunity to check out an engaging Bible, a Bible which is going to draw them to get them into the Bible to then look into the Bible for the references of the complete stories, because these are kind of snapshots of stories from the Bible. It's not the whole Bible, but it gets them interested in to reading the Bible. Hey, let me let me stop you there for a moment, because there's some folks who are going to get on a high horse and ride around and say, well, we ought to put the whole Bible in there. Well, if that's what you're saying, then go and look at what your grandchildren are reading, because your children and your grandchildren are working through age-appropriate Bibles to get started. You are a fan of that. So I can just hear some folks saying, well, we ought to be putting the full Bible in there, not snapshots. Well, we need to meet kids where they are and and give them something that is at a level that they can digest. And then just like we do with you know, our younger kids, in many cases, in Christian homes, we're talking a lot about, about a lot of kids who've never been exposed to this. So their, their first exposure is something that's on reading level and is appealing to them. And we can use that as an on-ramp to get them to the whole Bible, to the to the full Word of God, the, the entire canon of Scripture. Then we need to use this and not be... Um, reluctant to say we're, we're, we're not going to do this because it's a, it's not a complete Bible. So I just wanted to say that because I can hear some folks potentially saying, hey, we, we need to do this differently. Well, that's why we are where we are. Is that okay for me to say that? No, that's good. And you know, a good point for that is that we donate uh, uh, four different action Bibles. And one of them that we donate is the NIV Action Study Bible, which is the whole Bible, Genesis to Revelation. And to be honest, that's the least popular one that librarians um, ask for. It's difficult to get Bibles into our libraries. This is a way that we can get just a footstep into our libraries because this is what's popular right now is the graphic novels and action novels resemble that. So I do believe um, some librarians, they'll accept it better than if, if we if we were just donating Bibles, regular Bibles, we wouldn't get as many orders. Now, I interrupted you before you got to talk about the, um, the juvenile detention centers and the impact that you're having there when you're placing Bibles in some of those places because they're essentially public school libraries in those juvenile detention centers, correct? Yes. So um, this is a cool story, you know, because we're donating our main mission is libraries. So we donated to a librarian in Missouri and she was so moved by the donation that we told her at that time we had donated to some juvenile detention centers because that's where our students are. You know, we got to place Bibles where they are too. And so she heard about that and she's like, I have a heart for those kids. And so she's been calling juvenile detention centers all across the U.S. And, you know, it's the same as our libraries. A lot of them don't even have a Bible in the juvenile detention center. A juvenile detention center in Oregon said uh, that a student had just a juvenile a student had just asked 
to read a Bible and they didn't have any in their center. And you know, that's God, that's God working. He's hearing, he's hearing that that student wants a Bible in the same day. They get a call from us saying, we want to donate Bibles to your juvenile detention center. So that's what it's so cool is that this movement is all God and um, we got to just keep going with it. That's awesome. All right. Two more questions. One is, how do we get churches involved? What can a local church do? How does this benefit the church? How can a church come alongside this movement with you? I'm going to give two. I'm going to give examples how you can come alongside us, but then also other ways as well. First, I always say pray. We we have to have people praying because this is a spiritual battle to get Bibles into our libraries. So we need, this is how this movement all started was when I was prayer walking. And so we need people to continue to pray for this mission. You can get um, signed up on our emails. We need people to go, to go to your local school libraries, check to see if they have a Bible. Even if they do have a Bible, they, it's probably old and outdated. We need to get these action Bibles in the school libraries. Um, there might be a day soon that we can't even have Bibles in our library. So we have to get it in while we can and while it's legal. And then we need people to give because um, we donate these Bibles to the librarians for free. So in order for us to do that, we need people to help fund these Bibles and sponsor them. For ways that men can get involved, if you're in school, you need to be involved with FCA. You need to get involved with the Christian groups. If you're not involved, you need to get one started at your school because those groups help facilitate conversations about God. And that's what we do at Bibles and Schools. We donate Bibles to school libraries so that people come to know and have the hope that only God can give. So if you're in school, you need to get a part of that. Today is Bring Your Bible to School Day. It's a national event that happens every year. So bring your Bible to school, you know, on this day, on every day. As a student, you you can carry your Bible around. Let that be a point of reference that people ask you, what's that? What does that mean to you? And then for dads, um, and uh, you need to, we need to be involved in our schools. As an elementary teacher, we had a program called Watchdogs, and it basically dad of great students. And let me tell you, when those watch, there's not a lot of men in elementary schools, so to have a man's presence in an elementary school makes a big difference. Those boys look up to that man when he's walking the hallways. They listen to him. Uh, so we need more men presence in, in not just elementary schools, but middle and high schools. And uh, I believe if if we can get more men involved and just living out and, and, and everybody involved, but those are just some ways that you can get involved in your local schools. I love it. Well, Hannah, this is awesome stuff, and I am on the website now, so it is uh, biblesinschools.org. So if someone goes there, they can connect with you, read your bio, they can see the members of the board, they can read the story, they can get some links to help um, to understand how they can help. And so um, there's any other resources that you would recommend other than going to the website and plugging in there. I think uh, you can also go to the website and see what your rights are. So learn about our rights and learn about our history of our country. It's important to know that our that our country was founded on biblical principles. Um, so we want the Bible in our schools so that kids have uh, the opportunity to learn about how our his, you know, the history of the United States. The Bible played a major role in our history, and so uh, learn about our rights and learn about our history as well. 
Absolutely. Our history is imperfect, but our Savior is perfect. And so um, this is a way that we can introduce young folks to the Lord Jesus and uh, for them to be able to read about him and, uh, and see how he can impact their lives, not just for a moment, but for eternity. So Hannah, thank you for uh, prayer walking in that school and for listening to the Lord as he prompted you to get this going. Uh, very excited about the impact of Bibles in schools. So thanks so much. Any final words, Hannah? Thank you so much for having me on um, the Noble Man podcast. And let's just keep being obedient to God. There you go. I love it. Well, thanks so much, folks. Thanks for being with us for the Noble Man podcast. Hannah Salisbury with uh, Bibles in Schools has been our guest today. And we've had a great time talking with her. Please share this podcast with a friend. Encourage someone else to listen to it. God bless you, folks. Thank you so much. And we'll tune in next week for the next Nobleman podcast.